Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Talking some practical tips, some practical help, talking about a condition you may or may not have heard of called Developmental Coordination Disorder. This occurs when there's a delay in the development of motor skills or difficulty coordinating movements results in the child not being able to do everyday tasks. And today our help comes from canchild.ca. And when it comes to this condition, it's difficult for the child to be able to coordinate obviously different things. The doctor might be able to see this condition and diagnose this condition because the movement or problems are not due to physical, neurological, or behavioral disorders. And whether more than one disorder may be present, you have to know if DCD is there or not. Sometimes we can't even see it in children because the difficulties may or may not interfere with activities of daily living and with different academic achievement. It affects apparently around 5 to 6% of school-aged children. It happens more in boys. It can be by itself or with other learning disabilities or speech disabilities or ADHD. We're just going to talk a little bit about what could be done if there is such a thing. There's no simple answer to why it happens or where it comes from. But we do know that there are difficulties in learning how to plan, organize, perform, and modify movements. And they definitely, these children definitely have difficulty learning new motor skills. They tend to have difficulty with different things. They tend to have difficulty especially with things that have many steps. And it's hard to get those motor skills. You know, it's hard for them to guide their movements. And their motor skills might not be like those their age, but those who are younger. And it is consistent from different occasions. And they perform motor skills in the same way over and over again, even when it's unsuccessful. So they might not even be able to predict their movement. They don't recognize errors or learn from mistakes or correct their movements. And they also realize that not only is there problems in the skills and the motor tests, but in using their bodies. And motor skills do not become automatic, so it's hard for these children to be able to figure out what to do and, and try to fix what the problem is, especially because there are difficulties in many different areas and many different things, and they might not be able to generalize from one situation to another, which is called generalizability or transferability, and it might be hard to adapt and change their environment, and also they might find it hard to monitor information coming, and it's all that it might see that they look like they're clumsy or awkward and they might have difficulty learning and performing new tasks. Also realize there's a mixed group. Some have difficulties in a variety of areas. Some have specific activities. But look at the different things that may happen. Again, this comes from canchild.ca. So they might look clumsy or awkward in their movements. They might bump or knock things over. That also might be pro- proprioceptive problems. That might mean that they might need some proprioceptive help. That's very characteristic when they bump into things. They might have difficulty with gross motor whole body skills or fine motor skills using the hands or both. They might have delays in motor skills like riding the bike, catching the ball, jumping rope, doing buttons, and lace tying. They might have difficulties in motor abilities and abilities in other areas. They might have intellectual skills very strong, but motor skills are delayed. They might have difficulty learning new motor skills, and they might have very well skills in some motor skills, but they could be performing in other areas not well. They might have difficulties in activities that require a lot of changes in the body position and adaptation in the environment. They might have difficulties with activities that require both hands, bilateral coordination, we call it, especially like cutting with scissors, striding jumps, swinging a bat, or hockey stick. They might have poor posture and postural control. They might have poor balance, and they might have difficulty with the handwriting. They might have 
trouble in many areas, but just wanted to bring up a couple of things. Also, they might have emotional characteristics. They might have a lack of interest in different activities, especially if they're physical. They might have low frustration tolerance, decreased self-esteem, and lack of motivation, especially because they see such difficulties in these areas. They might avoid socializing with peers, even on the playground. They might seek out younger children to play with because there are less demands and there are less skills required at earlier ages. They might have less self-confidence. They might have dissatisfaction, dissatisfaction excuse me, with their performance, and that may be resistant to change in their environment. They might have difficulty balancing. They might have slow pace of movement. They might have difficulty with subjects in school, difficulty with the ADLs, the dressing, using the knife and the fork, the brushing the teeth, doing zippers, organizing the backpack. They might have difficulty with completing things in a time frame such as homework. They might need more effort than other people. They might be very distracted and very frustrated and might have difficulty organizing, especially homework or things in their life. And there are many characteristics that might be involved. There are many things, of course, see a pediatrician if you're really worried that your children or child you know has this. Of course, the best people to help are trained therapists, and of course, OTs and PTs are very much able to help this, and there are many things that they could do in the clinic, but when it comes to in the home, we wanted to give some tips that could be done to help such a child in the home. Encourage a child to participate in games and sports that are interesting to him and which provide practice in and exposure to different things and motor activities. Physical activity and enjoyment should be emphasized rather than proficiency or competition. Introduce the child to new sports activities or a new playground on an individual basis before he's required to manage the activity in a group. Review the rules and routines involved at a time when the child is not concentrating on the motor aspect. Ask them simple questions that they understand. Private lessons may be helpful also for specific skills. They might have a preference for perform better in individual sports like swimming and running rather than team sports. If that's the case, try to encourage them to interact with peers through other activities that are likely to be successful, like clubs, music, drama, or art. Encourage a child to wear clothing that's easy to get on and off, sweatpants, sweatshirts, over-the-head shirts, um, pull-up pants, pull-up shirts, pull-over shirts, and Velcro and T-shirts and leggings, sweaters and Velcro shoes. Velcro closures can be used instead of button snaps or shoelaces. Just because the child might have this doesn't mean they still can't be independent and functional. We talked a lot about this with the... The shoelaces also where they have those magnetics that bring the shoelaces together. They can manage difficult fasteners when you have more time and patience to work with them. Otherwise, we could get them compensation. Let them participate in practical activities that will improve ability to plan and organize more tasks. For example, setting the table, making lunch, organizing a knapsack. Ask questions that help them focus on step sequencing. What do you need to do first? Recognize if your child is becoming frustrated, maybe time to help or give specific guidance and direction. Recognize and reinforce their strengths. They have strong abilities in other areas. They just might need some help in other areas. They have a creative imagination, sensitivity, and strong oral skills to be able to talk to you. And at school, you can work with the child Work the ability. They might have an IEP. They might have that plan. Let them make sure that they're positioned properly for work. Make sure their feet are on the floor. They're at a 90-90-90. The desk is at the proper height. The, the chair is at the proper height. They have the shoulders relaxed. The forearms completely on the desk. Get realistic short-term goals to make sure that they're motivated. Don't make them do things that are too difficult. Give them extra time to f- complete fine motor things like math, printing, writing, practical science. If speed is necessary, be willing to accept less accurate product. When copying is not the emphasis, give prepared worksheets to let them focus. Give them prepared math, prepared questions, fill in the blank. They could also photocopy notes from others. Let 
Computers will be introduced early so that handwriting will be lessened, so that they can learn keyboarding, which is a skill that's very good. Teach specific handwriting strategies with the OT to print or write letters in a consistent manner, thin markers, pencil grips, adaptive paper, all the things that we use in our room. If they seem to help the child, then definitely use them in the classroom. You can have mini pencils and you can have the grips, of course, and we could also work on surfaces and slope surfaces, get paper that works. Widely spaced lines or raised line paper or graph paper, all different things that could be used. Focus on the purpose of the lesson. Accept messy handwriting if the purpose is just a drawing. Consider using presentation methods, different ones that allow them to work orally or draw or to type or record their answers like audio. Let them use a computer for draft and final copies or stories. And it's good to have non-edited and let them do edited and final versions. And let them dictate stories, book reports, or answers to different questions to the educator, volunteer, or someone else. Voice recognition software might be working. Teach speech to text is really good. One of the students now are actually working on that because his difficulty in handwriting is too much. Give extra time for them. And also in physical activities, break down the activities and give activities that let them be more successful. Let them have activities that have coordinated response from arms and legs. Encourage them to use skills with their hands in a dominant assistant fashion. Keep the environment predictable when teaching a new skill. Make participation, not competition, the major goal. Allow the child to take on leadership roles in physical activities and allow them to modify equipment to decrease the risk of injury. And provide hand over hand if possible in different activities. Focus on understanding the purpose of the activity and give positive, encouraging feedback. You know, you want to give them physical activities and life, lifestyle sports like swimming. We want to have the potential need and give them the positivity, encourage safety, and in the community, focus on the strength and encourage them to engage in activities that are non-motor-based like music and drama to allow such things to happen. There's always ways to help children, especially with DCD. Don't worry, they could still be great, they could still be functional, they could still be independent, they could still do great things in this world. Join us next time as we move over to talking about tips to be unbusy here on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.